2: Hey everybody! What's going on? Thanks for joining us on another episode of Half Street High Heat. Uh, welcome to episode seven. I am your host Amanda White. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. I'm joined as always by my co-hosts Nick and Ryan. You can find them on Twitter at DCNatJack and you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. Um, we're doing this podcast, as always, for one of the top sports websites in the district, dmvsportsnetwork.com, and you can get them on Twitter and Instagram at dmv underscore sn. There's going to be great daily content on the website, so if you're looking for articles, updates, anything about D.C. sports, local college sports, you can get all of that there. Um, and after you listen to the con- uh, to the podcast, please go ahead and subscribe, leave us reviews. We really appreciate any interaction you guys have with us. So how are you guys doing tonight?
3: Pretty good. We made it to episode seven. We haven't gotten canceled yet. so <laughs>
2: It's that, all looking up.
3: Yeah, it's always better like, than Barstool Van Talk. Yep. <laughs> RIP Tour to sweet Prince.
2: Yeah, so it was it a busy week, week around baseball. We had a lot going on. Tons of extensions getting signed, a lot of cuts for all the teams. We are already finally to opening day in just a few days.
3: I know there was like a lot of action this week that i mean if that would happen just during the off season we wouldn't have complained about the off season so much
2: right they saved it all for the week of opening day are you yeah. any, either of you guys going to the game
3: i am not oh, i am unfortunately have work like a n- terrible adult
2: yeah i'm supposed to be doing something with my son at school that day and i was like i'm sorry you're opening like day? Eh. At them kids. So, yeah. Exactly. i'm like he's 15 he doesn't need me that much yeah anyway so i'm going And uh, we've got – and then my husband's going – is it tomorrow? I think it's – isn't the exhibition game against the Yankees tomorrow?
3: I believe. Yeah, I think it is
2: tomorrow. So they're going to play – that's going to be their first game at Nats Park this year.
3: Yeah, because they open Wednesday. So, yeah, it makes sense that it would be tomorrow.
2: Yep. Okay, cool. So, um, speaking of opening day, let's talk first about the projected lineup for the Nats. That uh, we've gotten kind of glimpses of it through. Well,
3: uh, well hold on. L- let's not bury the lead here. I believe you owe me an apology <laughs> because I said Robles was hitting ninth and you told me that I was wrong.
2: Right. So... I still think you're wrong, by the way. I think if he hits ninth, maybe when Scherzer pitches sometimes, but I don't think it's going to be in a mm, Okay,
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think you, you are like trying to dance your way around the apology <laughs> you owe me. So let's start out the show with that.
2: Yeah, I don't think you're gonna get one.
3: <laughs> so basically, to all of our listeners, this just validates me that I'm always right, and Amanda can disagree with me all she wants, but I am like winning the the season series like I'm a pretty million sure to I'm none. Winning
2: the season series, if we go with polls on the Twitter, all
3: account, of our fans but... are are Nats fans. <laughs> they I know. They and fail I'm a to Homer see,
2: and they're like... Homer's, and we're all simpatico. Okay, so <laughs>
3: I, I've developed a new rule that. <laughs> Whatever percentage of a Nats, Twitter, win, poll, whatever, you divide it in half, and if it's still greater than the second greatest one, then they win.
2: Yeah, that's pretty arbitrary, don't you think?
3: That's the way it has to be. I mean, I make the polls, I make the rules.
2: Oh, that seems fair. That seems fair. <laughs> well, there were a couple that even for me, I was like, oh, come on, Nats fans. <laughs> I love oh, them too, but come on.
3: Okay, that's a great like thing to bring up. So last week we obviously did our NL manager of the year predictions and all of us were, you said council and day, or in, uh, Ryan and I said, uh, uh, Mike Schmidt or Schilt or whatever, mm-hmm. um, so I just threw Davey in there to to add another option for Nats fans. And
2: Davey won! I know. That was the one I was thinking of just now when I said that. I was like, come on,
3: people. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, Manager in of the year? Seriously. What world does Davey win Manager of the Year? Like, how yeah. delusional are Nats fans? If the Nats the win on Nats, 105 Twitter,
2: games and the World Series, then I'm on board for him winning oh, Manager of the Year.
3: Yeah, I will get a tattoo. Nope, no, no, I'm not going we'll it. to say it. No, no, no. coward. Yep.
2: Uh, um all right. Well we'll save that for another one. Maybe we can get an episode <laughs> where we record after you've been drinking or something and then we can get you to agree to a tattoo.
3: I don't poison my body, are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> so let's Talk projected lineups. Um we all know it's going to be either Eaton Turner or Turner Eaton. Do you guys have a prediction?
3: Uh well,
1: if Davey um is actually sticking to what he says, it will be Eaton Eaton Turner and hopefully he sticks with Eaton Turner. Um, I hope he doesn't do it did last year and has like a million different lineups. oh, no, he's going up. to do that. That's going yeah. to happen. He's going to like, mm, I woke up feeling dangerous today, I'm going to mix up the lineup. But yeah,
2: Soto's leading off today. You know, it's going to be something crazy. I saw, it might have been one of you guys, but somebody on Twitter said the other day he's going to have 162 lineups, and I think <clears> it's really going to be more like 130, but it is going to be a lot.
3: Yeah, I sent that in our uh, group chat, just joking, but I mean, it, it – if he, you told me he would have over 100, I wouldn't bet no,
1: it. They had, the, they had the third most line-up combinations in baseball last year. People wonder why the lineup struggled. Who had
2: year. more? Who were the teams um, that had more, do you know?
1: I, one of them was the Rangers. I can't remember who the other one was, but none of the teams were good.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like the
1: Rangers and Marlins. Would they be two decisions. other teams who
2: missed the playoffs? I'm going to predict. <laughs>
1: yeah, they were both. Oof. Yeah, what yeah. a I concept. Mean, like, guys can't get comfortable in like – get settled in if they're constantly moving. And people don't realize that has an impact on you. So I really hope Davey settles down this year, just puts the same lineup out routinely. Yeah,
2: like if for two weeks something's not going right, then like maybe we well, yeah. have one guy. You know what I mean? But like you can't just shuffle it all the time. I hate
1: I mean, that. And, and I hated Dusty, but Dusty had the same lineup out. Regardless when people are filling in for injuries or not, he wanted the same lineup so guys can get in the routine and get their mindset right. And like that's yeah. often so. And good I know you love so. seeing
0: Jason
2: Worth in the two hole all the time. So. Oh I'm my sure. god, <laughs> my
1: blood is boiling. Let's not get into that.
2: Anyway, okay, three, four. Uh, Rendon Soto. It it should
1: it should be Rendon yeah. Soto. I, I think Rendon has to get up in the first inning. He's going to be the guy this year, and you want him getting up as much as you can. And if he's going to be your doubles guy, then. Yeah. Eaton Turner are going to be doing their thing and Radone's going to be driving them in. And those or... are
2: three good on-base guys to be up in front of Soto. I, I exactly. love Soto in the spot. Okay, yeah. so then 5-6. I have a feeling he might go Zimmerman-Dozier, but I would like it to be Dozier-Zimmerman.
1: Yeah, same. Um, I think Dozier would be a perfect 5, especially if he's if he bounces back to like what he was when he was healthy. He'll be great in the 5-hole because he's another power threat. And then you put Zim at the 6 because like, we don't know. Because what he we're...
2: has to hit somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like we don't know what we're going to get out of him. So I think Dozier 5, Zim 6 would be great. But
2: And you know we the... talked earlier in the, in the uh, year in another episode about Robles and he'll probably hit down at the bottom. But just... I wish he would hit higher up in the order. I would like to see what he can do if he's going to see some pitches to hit. And I don't think if you bat him at the bottom of the order he's going to see very much.
1: But like see here's the thing I like about him batting 9 is that he's essentially like another leadoff guy. And
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know who the genius was <laughs> that predicted Robles batting ninth, but it sounds like a smart guy. Yeah, <laughs> it was, so,
2: there was some guy and a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> I don't know. Just <laughs> you, you technically
1: only bat in that spot in the lineup once anyway. So, like, when the inning ends, when the pitcher gets out, um, it's going to be Robles, Eaton, Turner, Rendon, and that's – pretty solid and like you're going to have speed 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 and then your power coming up and I think it just makes so much more sense to put Robo in the nine hole than say like six or seven
2: yeah, I would like to see him either hit up, like, fifth or have him down low. But if if you get him in a spot in the lineup where he's got some protection, like he's actually – somebody has to pitch to him,
0: mm-hmm. I think
2: that might be worthwhile. But we'll see what he does. You know, that might be that later in the season they do something like that. And I don't know that he'll bat ninth on the regular anyway. It's, yeah. When you've got a decent hitting pitcher like Max, then sure. But when you've got a, you know, a shore out, I don't know that you want the shore out in the eight hole.
3: Well, if – yeah, but, like, to your point, I mean, you want someone – behind him who's like some semblance of a threat so he gets pitches to hit and if you bat him ninth he's in front of yeah. Eaton.
2: better than being in front of the pitcher for mo- sure.
3: yeah exactly so pitchers will most likely want to go at robles rather than put robles on and go at Eaton. and he's so going I, I i think it's a good situation. he's going to get more pitches to hit because if he was from the pitcher
1: they would just pitch around and not really give him anything just because they know the exactly next. that's an easy out him nine and like right. if Eaton's on behind like if he's on and he's getting on the line and he's hitting 300 like he is when he's healthy, then he's going to get a lot to pitch, yeah. a lot to hit.
2: Well, we kind of skipped ahead to Robles at the bottom, but um, we talked about Dozier Zimmerman and then seven, eight, nine. So Gomes, 7, mm-hmm. I would expect.
3: Yeah.
1: And then yeah.
2: either Robles pitcher or pitcher Robles.
3: Yeah, I like it. I mean, Gomes, he's not going to give hit for average, but he can provide some pop. Um, obviously, a huge upgrade over what we had last year. I said nowhere um, to go but, but up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I, I mean, yeah, I th- I like the lineup uh, construction a lot. I think it makes sense, provided you start with yes. And provided
2: that, and provided that everybody stays healthy. which can segue us into the next thing for us to talk about is with the weird AAA situation being mm-hmm. all the way out in California now. Um, the the Nats are almost treating their double a harrisburg as their triple a they're sending some of their emergency guys there so that they're closer in case they need to get somebody here fast um there was the washington post today reported that fetty and Keyboom and Mm -hmm. have been reassigned to triple a or to double a i mean at harrisburg
3: yeah um we were talking before we uh we started recording they sent joe ross to triple a which kind of Confuses me, especially now that Hellickson isn't going to pitch until mid-April. Um, the fact that they're relying over relying mm-hmm. for on Fetty over Joe Ross concerns me mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. One, I don't know if they trust Joe Ross to fill in, and two, they're trusting Fetty, and that just
2: well. Is
1: Ross-, Ross is going to AAA. Hashtag
2: analysis. To-
3: <laughs> yeah, he's
1: going to AAA just because. Yep. Like, He's going to be on the innings limit and they want to rehab his arm back. So they're just going to put him in the minors, put him over there, and just let him pitch on the routine schedule so mm-hmm. he can get his arm back and get everything settled in. And then when he's ready, we'll see him go to double A. I'm thinking the same that. thing.
2: Yeah, they said they were going to stretch him out as a starter <laughs> instead of having him out of the bullpen. Yeah. They want him to be a starting option. So they're sending him yeah. to triple A to stretch him out.
3: Good. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, man, you're ready. So we're going to send you down <laughs> to AA. Yeah,
2: it's weird. This whole yeah. situation with the yeah. not having a having your AAA affiliate 3200 miles away is absurd. I mean, they
3: they blocked yeah, it. It makes and no, no direct sense. Light, so
2: you can't get from Fresno to D.C. It takes you like, you know, 12 hours to get here.
3: No, I'll never forget how I believe it was Adrian Sanchez. They like called him up on like a, a moment's notice he drove all the way from Syracuse to Nats Park they the game got rained out the next day they said they didn't need him and he had to drive all the way back <laughs> like <laughs> life of a minor league
1: that's sucks. so
0: funny <laughs> uh, maybe
3: they realize that there's no good worth bringing up
1: anyway so they're like hey it doesn't matter our triple a farm system our triple a thing is because uh, our farm system sucks yeah, it yeah. could
2: be, but it sure would have been nicer if it sucked in Syracuse instead of Fresno.
1: Well, Syracuse yeah. is miserable. No. just has to know guard.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about Fetty and Ross. Um, one of the reasons I think they're willing to let Ross go all the way out to California is that they actually have a long man out of the bullpen right now because Helixson is going to start the year in the bullpen. Yeah. The, the way the schedule falls out for the first few weeks of the season, they've got enough off days to go with the four-man rotation. So they're going to just mm-hmm. leave Helixon in the bullpen until they need him. It looks like April 10th will be the first time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. A lot of teams are doing it. Uh, the Braves are doing the four-man rotation. I saw that the Phillies were going to do it also. It's just because there's so many off days. I think the Nats have like uh, three off days in the first two weeks of the season. So, like, you, you want to keep your better pitchers on a set schedule. And, like, your fifth starter doesn't really matter yeah. So, like just bring him in whenever when he's ready to come up and like he's still gonna be getting work out of the bullpen and then he's only gonna throw five, six innings every start anyways, so yeah. I like it.
2: And I also think that you, you know, it's so cliche to say that the games in April count as much as the games in August, and it's it's true. But, you know, the Nats have a really hard schedule out of the yeah, gate this little... year. It's a lot of division games, and to have Max pitch three and Scherzer pitch – I mean, and uh, Strasburg pitch three and Corbin pitch three instead of mm-hmm. and Hellickson in there makes a lot more sense because they really need to – they need to get out of the gate with a good record.
1: Yeah, speaking of that, they, they have right. – they start with the Mets, and then they have Phillies, the Mets, the Phillies, Pirates – Giants, which is in the Marlins, which is their easy stretch, and then they have Rockies, Cardinals, and then uh, like Phillies again, then Brewers, then Dodgers, and then Mets again. So,
3: like, yeah, don't they go on like an early long road trip? Yeah. Too, oh, right? then,
1: yeah, they like they yeah. go out to the Brewers and then they have a four game in LA, they come home, they have the Mets, and then they have the Cubs, and that's May 19th. So, like
2: yeah, yeah, it's, a it's long brutal. At, at, it's brutal at the beginning of the season. That does mean, of course, that hopefully later in the season they've got a little bit more breathing room. Yeah, but they need right. to they need to start well this year. And some years We're, they don't. They have had a couple of rough Aprils. And
3: yeah, Ryan dropped that stat a couple episodes ago where they uh, had a what was it? Something about the, oh, yeah. the winning they've, loss in They've the never April. made the playoffs when they've had a losing record at the end of April. Like
1: this team doesn't yeah, play so, well
3: when they face yeah. any adversity whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, they they don't get themselves out of holes. They if they dig themselves into a hole, yeah. they don't get out of it. So getting off to a hot Ooh. start or just a, a semblance of a good start.
1: Yeah, is like at least
2: an team. over five hundred start.
3: Yeah, we're we're
2: gonna exactly find out like a lot about
1: this team very early.
2: We are, and you know, we're also yep. facing one Mister Bryce Harper who has a tendency toward torrid Aprils a lot. <laughs> we're gonna play mm-hmm. the Phillies a lot, so hopefully. <laughs> Um, we're not going to see too much of that, but they, you know, they've got a hard schedule and they need to, they need to have. I would say going into June, I would say they need to have at least like a 600 would be my target.
1: Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be so miserable? Yeah, it would definitely if be. If nice. does, and that's what Daniel Murphy did to the uh, Mets. Shut up. <laughs> like he just comes back and just does that, like be absolutely miserable.
2: Yeah. But well, he'll be happy to see you Kurt, because he knows how much you love him from Twitter. So, right. um, I
1: never tweet him. I never add him. Uh, I'm not that type of person, so how dare you? I'm uh, sure. You, are you trying
2: to imply he's not following our, our podcast? <laughs> I, I, I don't think you have to tweet him. Obviously, nah. he knows what we're saying.
1: He's way too cringeworthy for our podcast. <laughs> his post on Instagram the other day, I, oh, my God, his story was the weirdest thing I've
2: ever seen in my life.
3: I had to unfollow him
1: because uh, he was, like, much. dancing with Gene Segura and, like, making weird noises. Okay. Like, Who it's a, are it's, you? A,
2: it's a little much. It's a little <laughs> much. I don't Instagram, but I'm glad I missed yeah. that. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> um, but
1: But the Nats, like, April, May is tough, but their June is honestly a
2: cakewalk. Yeah. Well, let's hope that they can tread water. And keep themselves where they need to be in April and May, and then you know maybe gain a lot of ground in June to put themselves in a good position going into yeah. the the All Star break. We we'll will see. indeed. Okay, let's move on and talk about. There were a lot of extensions this week um, all around you baseball. Get an extension. You get extensions. Actually, I kept yeah. picturing Oprah. <laughs> yeah,
3: basically. <laughs> I know. Like, if we had gotten these. Like during the whole off season, the off season wouldn't have sucked so much. But they like saved all the good stuff for the very last week before yeah, every extension
1: get... that happens. The owners all rejoice. Yeah,
2: yeah. well, it's starting to That's look like the larger the, point. You know, a lot of the better players have just decided that free agency is not all it's cracked up to be.
3: Unless you're Boris Clay, and I was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but even with like a Boris client, it still gets dragged out and it's still a long, grueling process. Like, yeah, you get where you want to be at the end, but I can't imagine it's an easy process. Like
2: Yeah, and you might get stuck in Philadelphia for thirteen years.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, well, yeah like look at all these extensions. Trout finally got the what he deserved. He gets four thirty for 430.
2: 12. four thirty. I about With, fell out of my chair when I No, sucked. he
3: did not get what oh, he yeah. deserved. He On, got less than um, he deserved
1: fan graphs. Projected that his value over the next 13 years is going to be between $530 million and $820 million. So he was still underpaid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think
2: so he's let's, be yeah, right.
3: let's say he's lower. <laughs> yeah. At the lower end of that range, he's still $100 million um, underpaid. So I <laughs>
2: think he's okay.
1: <laughs> Goldschmidt gets 130 for five. Snell buys out his ARB years plus one more. He gets 50 for five. Bregman does the same. He gets 100 for six. Sale gets one forty-five for five, opt out after three. That was the Red Sox main target. Furlander gets a whopping sixty-six million for two years, and the Boris client Anthony Radon, is not has not signed the contract extension because Boris clients do not sign contracts
2: unless extensions. they're Strasbourg.
1: Yeah, and um, Jose Altuve. Yeah. those are the only two that I can find.
2: Yeah, it's definitely an yeah. interesting um, phenomenon with yeah, Boris.
3: Yeah, hmm both those guys, Rendon or excuse me, um, Strasburg and Altuve, went to Boris saying, "I want to stay. Work mm-hmm. something out." Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, Rendon easily could do that, but, but I don't know that he the thing will. Is, the thing is, like, it'll happen is the same way.
1: Every single person that signs a contract extension, that's one less free agent that teams are gonna have to bid for. With Anthony Rendon, there, he's becoming the yeah. marquee guy every single day. Yeah. When a lot of teams are kind of in the area for a need with third baseman.
3: Yeah. And look at the, I mean, Arenado signed mm-hmm. an extension. Um, who, I mean, Donaldson will be a free agent next year, but maybe you he'll know. sign an
2: extension. It's hard. Who knows?
3: Yeah. And plus like if he has another down year, he's not really a market exactly. guy anymore.
2: Well, I'm not willing to accept the possibility that uh, Rendon won't be a national after we just lost Bryce. So I'm going (laughs) to just, you know, stick my fingers in my ears and sing, la, 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 la. I'm not (laughs) listening to any of this. They're going to figure it out with Rendon. I refuse to believe anything else. Yeah.
1: I mean, extensions are becoming the future. Like we're seeing teams just not want to pay dudes over 30 and they're buying out the Arb years for the younger guys. And Rendon's kind of in like this awkward place in the middle because one, he's Boris' client and Boris is going to try to get him to hit free agency and the Nats are going to want to keep him, but they're clearly not anywhere near where
3: each one thinks what, they should be. Yeah, yeah, that report came out saying like the the Nats offer wasn't really close or wasn't good enough yeah, or whatever. And like, it's, um,
1: it's very yeah. possible that Radon's asking for too much money right now, but I mean like all guys
2: do, right? And I think you know, yeah. whatever you know, I love Rendon, but he's going to come in under Arenado, obviously. Yeah. So,
3: oh yeah, for sure. But he's
2: going to. I hope that right. the Nats just you know look at what's going on with all the extensions, get pay the man his money. Like he's he's one of your best players left on yeah. their roster now. Like just pay the man his money.
3: And, and I think the important thing is, and this is directly at people who sympathize with the owners, that yes. These guys still got paid, but free agency is still a problem because it's the mid-level guys and the veterans and the guys that still provide value but Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily marquee guys. Free agency is still hell for them. They are not getting paid. Like Obviously, if you're a great player, you're going to get paid. But it, it's still a problem. For I think those the the
2: way it's going to go is that guys. The people who are not the marquee guys are not going to hit free agency. They're going to think it's better to sign extensions and stay yeah. where they are than and.
3: But at at the same time, like, will they get these types of extensions? Like every guy that we just named, like the teams went to that guy trying to mm-hmm. extend them. It wasn't like the players begging the teams to extend. I them. mean. There's reports that like Bryson
1: won an opt-out because he didn't want to go through free agency again. And that's why Manny won it ten years. I
2: mean he got opt-outs, but like
3: they just don't want to go through it again.
2: Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's, you know, something that is all that enjoyable for the players. No.
3: Yeah, like I mean, in every other sport people (laughs) are like counting down the days to free agency, but then you get to MLB and they're like, please don't make me be free. (laughs) It took it took four hours. Look at look at and Keichel. Like, are you kidding me? I, I am just I baffled that they're both not signed.
2: They must be demanding an insane amount of money because I, I refuse to believe that they don't have offers on the table. I'm sure well, they've received offers. It,
3: it might not even it might not even be the money. It might be the years because guys don't want to hit free agency again. But at the same time, like no, maybe no team wants to give Kimbrell six so years. Maybe not. But so, you know, you were just talking it, about people it, who sympathize way. with the
2: owners. I would say this to people who sympathize with the players. Maybe sympathize more with the guys in the middle or at the bottom end who are not getting paid maybe what they deserve. But for these guys, like I understand you have in mind a number and a number of years that you want, but if the market won't bear it and nobody will sign you, you're really gonna sit out because you're gonna make you know, you're gonna make eighty million dollars instead of ninety million dollars? I mean, come on. <laughs>
3: Thoughts and prayers. Like,
2: I just, I'm saying it's like for the, you know, not everybody's in that position, but for damn. these guys like Kimbrell and Keikel, sign a damn contract.
3: Like, well, Ken I Rose, mean, it, it's hard to tell him.
1: Ken do that, Rosenthal had go ahead, like, a notes thing that he wrote last week, and Kimbrell hadn't received a single formal of offer. And the only offer Keikel got was the one year and then the two year from the Astros. So, like, something's, yeah. I mean, like, to, like who is their is.
2: agent? Are they Boris guys?
1: Um, I don't think so. I don't think no. either of them are. So, like, I don't think so either. It, it could be with Amanda's thing that both of them are still set on the years, even though they should just take like two or three years to get a higher AAV. Like your life's going to be pretty Like good. Bryce
2: should have done with the Dodgers?
1: So... Yeah. Um, we yeah. just we just don't know. And it's, yeah. it's really weird. I,
2: I would be shocked if he's correct that Kimbrell has not received a single formal offer. That seems ooh, crazy
1: to me. Oh, Did you say shocked and correct with Ken Roseball? i
2: I did. That's what what I said. No, I just, you know, I don't know who his source is. I have no idea. But that would seem bizarre to me if not one team in the entirety of Major League Baseball made him a formal offer.
1: I don't know. It just seems highly unlikely. I mean, something's off. It's something's got to get between the two sides because – Opening days of three days. They're yeah. not going to be ready, but like
2: no, they're not going to be ready. I don't think they're yeah. going to be signed. I don't think no, they're going to sign I anywhere in the next three days. No.
1: Hey, um, if they're free agents by Tuesday, I'm signing them, and it will be the show. So it works out for me.
2: Oh, that's good. <laughs> all you need is you know, a, you know, a couple of truck fulls of money and you can sign him for real. <laughs> just, yeah, just, you, hey you know, can
3: uh, you can release <laughs> like, Well, you take a bad check. <laughs>
0: and
3: Michael A. Taylor. Well, the good yeah. thing about America is that they'll always say yes to a loan, so.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> Let's true. Let's do it. That's true. <laughs>
2: All right. so uh, before we move on to our fyi segment i want to just remind all of our listeners about the dmv's library of podcasts um there are currently nine shows including ours about the Nats. there's also Redskins show capital show wizard show in addition to our two mixed bag shows it's about time dc and the dom and thunder show and there's also the dmv dispute <clears throat> which is uh you can listen to on twitter so, there are um, all of those shows available wherever you get your podcasts, and also you can find them on YouTube and you can go to the website and find them that way as well. So, please do give us a listen and subscribe and check out all of our uh, brother shows, sister shows, whatever you want to call them. Siblings. <laughs> Siblings. All of our sibling shows. <laughs> all right. So, last week Friends. in our FYI segment, we Friends. talked about the rule changes and we forgot one we didn't talk about the roster changes the 26 man roster and then in the no longer the big roster yes. expansions in september
3: yeah so the 26 man roster helps through the course of the season most teams will most likely just add mm-hmm. another bullpen arm um which is no bad thing um the no roster expansions in september um it depends how you look at it i think for the MLB's perspective on trying to shorten games, it helps because like you get people like Joe Madden, they get the big rosters in September's and they will like literally have 20 different pitchers in a game. Um, so thanks for, Joe Madden from for them, ruining yeah. it for the rest of us. Yeah, <laughs> um, basically. Um, so I get it from that point. Um, but if you go on the flip side, there's guys who like, you want to see what they can do at the big league level, but you don't want to use an option Um, You just kind of want to wait for September. So it it stinks for that perspective. Um, But there's good and bad. And I think overall, this is a good thing, Um, especially throughout the course of the season, actually having another, whether it's another catcher or uh, a bullpen arm or even another starter. I I think it helps. It seems like
2: that last spot, that last 25th spot always comes down to like, do you want one more bench guy or do you want one more reliever? And now you kind of, you know, leave aside that and take both but i don't like the lack of roster expansion i think for the minor leaguers it's often their opportunity it's it's when they get a chance to come up and show what they can do and for the teams to get a look at what their prospects are capable of at the big league level and i don't know i mean spring training is not
3: it's not really yeah well i mean MLB
1: doesn't care about minor leaguers at all. So, like, them doing this isn't a surprise. (laughs) And, I mean, this is going to... It's going to come in 2020, so, like, they can still tweak it, and they're probably going to. Um, It's... I, I like it. Honestly, September games sometimes are just so. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, but it is yeah. to me, it's, it's an important
2: part of baseball, the development of prospects. I, it mean, is. I, I think it's an important part yeah, of,
1: I mean, of oh, prospect absolutely. development
2: that they're going to be without now. I mean, even if you only come up for a few weeks yeah. and you get an opportunity to play in some big league games, see what it's like with the big club. You know, a lot of the guys we see mm-hmm. come up in September are the guys who are the rookies the next year, or the year after. And
3: yeah, well, I think so. I think, I agree with everything you just said. I think that the happy medium would be instead of a forty-man roster, like active roster in September, and make it maybe bump it up to like yeah. thirty, and then so you have four extra guys if your roster is at twenty-six. But then with like those last four spots, you can move guys up and down, and maybe like it doesn't count. I love that options. idea. It's
2: the options that's yeah.
3: the real yeah. killer. I was I was gonna say that, uh, but I you gonna, didn't. I, said I was first, gonna say so. that. Well, <laughs> <you> spoke, please <laughs> please credit so. me um yeah i i think that would be the happy medium and i think i don't know if we mentioned this last week but i'll say it again like uh, ryan or amanda one of you said it's not happening till 2020 so there's still going to be time to tweak it like the the three batter minimum they're doing that in the minors they can still tweak that if it's not how they want it like to be said. implemented <laughs> exactly so like these rule changes they if we're going off what going on right now yes they will happen but there's still time to amend them so um we they'll they'll figure it out but i think overall this is a good one but i would like to still see minor leaguers get a shot
1: yeah i mean you can carry 28 people through the end of the championship season also so you have 28 guys in the playoffs which i do like yeah um, i like that that can you can. I mean, they're going to cap the number of pitchers you can have, so you can't. They'll just like load up on pitchers, right? But like, you can carry extra bench guys who are more situational. Mm-hmm. Like, you can carry a guy who's just going to come in and pitch run. Someone's just going to come in and hit and stuff like that. So I think that
3: will help the playoffs a lot. Yeah, and honestly, I like, I like it. It. Yeah, and, and and to the casual fan, like again, this is from the MLB's perspective. Like to the like, let's say a casual Nats fan. Obviously, they're going to know the Max, the the Soto, et cetera but when <clears throat> rosters expand to 40 and you get this like no name double a pitcher starting a random like friday game you're like who the heck is this and you lose interest. So that way so shrinking that or shrinking the roster and then kind of keeping the the star guys.
2: Yeah, um, I can see that. playing Although, throughout and the just in their general helps. the whole thing that that MLB does where they they kind of kowtow to the cash you know quote casual fan and you know screw up the game the way that the like hardcore fans like it really pisses me off
3: (laughs) i mean i don't know i i i I like this rule and i obviously consider myself a hardcore fan um but i don't they are trying i think trying to draw in casual fans is a good thing I'm not saying they need to completely redo the game to do that, but I like that they're focusing on it. Yeah,
2: I think they would be better suited to focus on marketing better than to focus on tweaking rules, but...
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's just way too easy.
2: (laughs) Stream your (laughs) games, Major League Baseball. Stream your games. That's all we want. Yeah,
3: there's an easy fix, but God, they make something easy look so difficult.
2: (laughs) Okay, well, the main focus of this entire episode, you wouldn't know by how convoluted it has been to this point... Is our season <laughs> predictions? Drum roll. Showtime. Yes, uh, it's finally about to be opening day. I'm so excited for the season to start. So let's start with season predictions. Uh, Nick, what do you think? AL East.
3: All right, so AL East. Just quick rundown. I have the Yankees mm. winning the division. Um, Red Sox in second. The Rays in third. Followed by the Blue Jays, and then way, 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 way down the Orioles. <laughs> or
2: did the, I don't even think you needed to say that, but
3: whatever. <laughs> yeah, we 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 know yeah. who's going to be first. Um,
1: <laughs> so swap the Red Sox and the Yankees. I got the Red Sox winning, Yankees in second. Um, the rest is the same. Yankees just got a lot of issues with their rotation. Yeah. They do. Um, n- no idea who's going to be pitching opening day. They look feeling have anyone? I mean, Gio's gonna be pitching up there eventually. So for that, I got them. Yeah, I had the exact
2: same. I I swapped. I I have the Red Sox winning and the Yankees in second, and then yeah. Rays, Blue Jays, Orioles. Yeah,
3: I just don't like the Red Sox bullpen. Whereas, oh, I, it's so bad. Uh, yeah, I do love the Yankees bullpen. Obviously, they have a lot of rotation issues, but I think the bullpen can carry them until the rotation yeah. gets healthy. And the the, the lineups <laughs> maybe they'll sign Craig evenly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, Campbell start a game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's go on to AL Central.
3: Uh, so, I mean, Indians are obviously going to win the division because there's not really much competition elsewhere. Uh, I think the Twins have a good season by their standards coming second. Um, I have the White Sox in third I have the Tigers in fourth and the Royals in fifth. Mine
2: is the same except swap the Royals and the Tigers. Well, I have to say, the Indians have a lot of injuries already. Ramirez went down today, which looked really bad. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys saw that.
3: No, I, I didn't see it. He fouled a pitch it. off his
2: knee and it looked terrible. They had to cart him off the field. And uh, he was the fourth. Uh, he was the fourth one who um, is geez. not going to be, who was part supposed to be part of their opening day roster and isn't going to be able to go so you know obviously he'll be obviously back in a long weeks. season and i'm sure yeah. it won't be too long but yeah they're definitely already
3: there's just no other like competitors in that division like the twins made some moves i don't think they're going to beat the indians they're, <laughs> they're not they're not going to no. win
2: 90 games maybe 85 86 i've got for the twins
1: yeah yeah central we'll, Central's yeah. the worst division in yeah. baseball like yes, we're we're easily. spending too much time on it already, just because <laughs> we know how this division's going to go. Yep, fair. Yeah,
3: that rotation will carry them no matter what their lineups like. So I mean, especially rotation, like actually, will be guys in it.
2: All right. Yeah. AL West.
3: I mean, they're good, but. <laughs> um. All right. So I have the Astros winning. I ha- still have the A's in second. I have the Angels in third. Um. The Mariners in fourth. And why am I forgetting Rangers. my Rangers? Thank you. Yes. Because gosh. they're very mm-hmm. forgettable. Yeah,
2: right Rangers now. fifth.
3: Yes. God, the AL
2: suck. Yeah, the AL does suck. The AL's
1: so bad. Yeah. Um, I got the team winning the most games in the American League, the Houston Who Astros. What do you think? Do they win 100? Follow... Uh, yes. yes easily. The Yankees, Red Sox, and Astros are all going to win over 100 again. Yep. Like that, the AL such a joke. I um, agree. I got them coming in at a cool 104, nice. um, with the Angels coming in about 25 games behind them, <laughs> and then the A's because the A's lucked into 97 wins last year. They're the worst 97 win team team ever. That's actually a fact. I read the baseball reference article about it. <laughs> um, and then the Mariners and the Rangers way down doing their work. Yeah, doing
2: thing. whatever it is way, that way, they way do. Way down. Yeah, I've <laughs> got the same as Knicks, uh, Astros, A's, Angels, Mariners, Rangers. Um, I think the Astros obviously like blow out the rest of the division by a lot. I do have yeah. the Athletics. I'm not quite as down on them as you are. I think they may be in contention as the wild card for the al that would be also to our next prediction al wild card i go
3: athletics well let me just i think the mariners have the potential to like surprise us i'm not gonna go crazy with the bold prediction but if they won 84 85 games i wouldn't be surprised
2: i I think 80
3: (laughs) (laughs) just saying Oh, I mean, still, if they win 80 games. Yeah, like 80 would be
2: the top. I, would I, I, for
3: them. I think they won I would like bet. 75 Yeah, 75 games. would
2: be more. 80 would be the, the, the top.
3: The Mariners sold imagine. a lot of pieces, and they like, still won. I don't know how many games they won last year, but 80 games for them after selling as much as they did would yeah, be a win. Yeah, that's true. That's for true. Them, so. But,
1: yeah, so <laughs> AL Wild Card. Um, the Yankees are going to be playing the Tampa Bay Rays in the Wild Card, and the Yankees are going to win – on the score of seven that's, to one. Wow, that we was very specific.
2: First. So you're saying three AL
3: teams mm. are going to be in
1: the
2: playoffs? Then that's the
3: correct. Wow. So I I have the same. I well, I have the Yankees winning the division, so I have the Red Sox, the Rays playing in Fenway for the wild card. But I have Blake Snell starting the wild card game and beating the defending champions in the wild wow. card game. That's the boldest thing you have ever said yeah. on this show, Blake
1: Snell. All right, Snellzilla, baby. Write
2: this so that we can write this book down it. so that we can make fun of Nick later.
1: <laughs> write it, write it. Um,
2: I have the Yankees playing the Athletics and whooping their asses. That's my prediction.
3: <laughs> yeah, basically what happened <laughs> yeah, last
2: that's year. That's my AL wildcard card prediction. <laughs> All right, let's move on to where the real action is in the National League. And let's start with our oh, very own teams. National League East which, East, which is, I think, the best division in baseball this year.
1: Oh, I think it's the second best, but not by much. Um, I think the NL Central is going to be a lot better. Oh, I mean, not a lot better, but.
3: I would agree. NL Central is um, the closest in my book, too. But go yeah. ahead.
1: So I've been giving this a lot of thought. Um so if you told me any four of these teams won the division or any four of them came in fourth, I wouldn't be surprised at all.
2: I love how the Marlins um, aren't, aren't even f- part of
1: it. <laughs> they're, they're not in the division. Like, let, let's be honest. They're, wait, they're, wait.
3: Are we doing NL East West or NL, East? or NL East?
1: We're doing NL I'm East. I'm mixing it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, right, yeah. Got it. Um, so going in fourth, just because that their season can fall apart faster than anyone and it falls apart every single year – And their roster is full of a bunch of old dudes, even though the rotation is legit. I have the New York Mets coming in fourth. Um, Coming in third, I am going to go with the Braves just because they have a lot of issues with their rotation. Their only MLB-proven guys are all hurt right now. And their bullpen is a question mark. It's unrealistic to expect their young guys to do what they did last year, even though they're adding a full season of Acuna and Donaldson. Um, Coming in second and securing one of the wild card spots, I do have the Nationals. Um, I think they're taking flyers on a lot of dudes, and let's be realistic. Dave Martinez is the worst manager in baseball, and he's going to screw up a lot this year. You can (laughs) at me on that. Don't really care. (laughs) Winning the division by one game, I have six games separating the four teams. Is the Phillies? Um, I think they're gonna come out of the gate really hot, and their offense in the month of April and May is gonna make up for the fact that they have seven guys carrying their team, and then they're gonna add someone at the rotation and fall down a little bit, but they'll win the division by one game.
3: Yeah, so I'm gonna go next just because I know Amanda will have a different thing than uh
2: than yes. that.
3: Yes, yes, I will. Um, but. I- <laughs> Mine is exactly the same as Ryan's. I have the Phillies winning by two games over the Nats, but I do have the Nats winning a wild card spot. My reasoning is I don't like the Nats depth. Um injuries are just a Good part boy. of every every team. Um like like you can't like doing a season predictions, you can't like, oh, well, if this guy gets injured, they're gonna miss out on this many games. You can't really do that. But you can also but you can factor in like injuries and how that'll play with depth guys. And I mean, our fourth outfielder when he's healthy is Mike late Taylor. And that's not a good thing. Um, and I, our pitching's very so, so once you get past our, our starting five, our bullpen is already a huge question. And that's our opening day bullpen. Um, I, I think our lineup's good, not great, um, but they do secure a wild card spot. And basically I agree with all of Ryan's points. They're, their lineup's stupid. Uh, I think they come out of the gates really hot, and they kind of hide the fact that their rotation it's and Aaron, uh, Aaron Nola, and then
0: yeah, and then, and then a bunch of guys and,
3: and the bullpens. Yeah, <laughs> so I I think the lineup kind of makes up for that. But uh, again, it's close. It's by two games on my book, and I think the Mets kind of fall off later on in the year, um, but. Between Phillies, Nats, and Braves, it'll probably be within, like, six to eight games. All right, well,
2: I have the Nats winning the division by two games over the Phillies. I think that their lineup is better. The Phillies' lineup is better than the Nats' lineup, but I think pitching... Okay,
3: I was going to say...
2: The Phillies (laughs) have a better lineup. I think that's indisputable. However, I think pitching carries the day. I think the Nats have better pitching. Obviously, better Mm -hmm. starting pitching. And while I do think the bullpen is questionable and it's stupid that they're going to wait and go get somebody out at the trade deadline again, I think that Rizzo has shown us time and again that he can patch up the bullpen when it's necessary. and It's necessary now!
0: And I'm sure he would have signed (laughs) Kimberle if the
2: Larners would let him. But I've got the Nats winning the division by 2 at 92 wins with the Phillies at 90. One of you two, I can't remember which one, said last week that this, this division is going to beat up on each other a lot. There's there's not going to be a lot of high win records in, in this
3: division. That was also me. I mean, I'm just on yeah. fire. Yep, on right fire now, with humility. So. <laughs> I am extremely humble. I'm the most humble person I know. <laughs> so
2: I've got Nats, uh, Phillies, and then I don't think the Mets are going to be able to stay in the race. They're, they're – too injury prone, and there's too many questions. It's every year for the last three years. It's if the rotation stays healthy, and it never does. So I've got <laughs> Nats, Phillies, Braves, Mets, and Marlins.
3: There's a fifth team.
2: <laughs> right, fifth team right in our division. It's weird.
1: Honestly, I I think this division's honestly just like, I think it's a toss-up. Like I can see all these teams winning it. Like I said, um, it's going to depend a lot on health and the managers as well. Because all the managers are kind of inexperienced, and they've all made some very, very questionable decisions. Mm-hmm. That's a really it good is. point, actually. Yeah. Gabe Kapler got through during their home opener, and they want him fired. Do not forget that.
3: Yeah. You know what's funny is the best manager in the NL East is the
2: Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> funny is, is, one sad sad is, is one word. word. Is
3: <laughs> sad is another word. I
1: feel, he's trapped. I feel so <laughs> bad for him. Yeah, I'm sure he can wipe
2: his tears with his piles of money. He's fine.
1: And he's living in Miami.
2: He gets right? paid millions of dollars and lives in Miami. I could lose some baseball games and deal with that. All right, so let's move on to the other most interesting division in baseball, the NL Central. What do you guys got?
3: So I said this last week, um, standing by it, I think the Cardinals win the division and have the most wins in the NL. Um In second, I have the Brewers uh, also winning a good amount of games. Uh, I have the Cardinals winning 98 games. I have the Brewers winning 95. Um, I have the Cubs a little bit farther down, uh, somewhere in the mid-80s. I just don't believe in the Cubs anymore. I'm not saying they're going to be out of it, but I don't think they're as big of a threat as they've been in past years. Um, and then I have the Reds because I think the Reds kind of steal some games and uh, and remain uh, remain uh, pretty competitive throughout the year. And then I have the Pirates, but I, I believe the Pirates will be competitive too. Um, it's just they're in a tough yeah, division. Indeed. So um, Pirates are going to come in last. The
1: Reds are going to come in fourth. Um, top three I'm still kind of torn on because – the Cubs won 95 games last year, and most of their stars had a down season or were hurt. But yeah, it's crazy. their stars have been on the downward decline since the World Series. Um, but just because of that, I got the Cubs bouncing back and winning the division. Um, I think wow. Bryant's going to be huge again. Contreras is going to be big. And that with uh, Baez, who broke out last year, and Rizzo, who is always great, they're going to win the division. Um, I got the St. Louis Cardinals coming in second, two games behind them. I think they win ninety-three games and they host the wild card game.
3: Oh God! The, the Brewers
1: uh, kind of lucked into everything last year. Uh, they had a ridiculous season from their bullpen and they used their relievers more than anyone ever has. Unrealistic. They can't do that again. They take a step back. They only win eighty-six games well, this year, and so
3: that's the top three.
1: Yeah, Huge I don't. Yeah.
2: Brewers.
3: Who's their winning. rotation? No, I, I agree. I'm just yeah. saying that's that's not like a step that's like, back. A it's like a, f- a major fall, step. Back.
2: Like a fall down.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like you can't argue against that point. They literally who's their opening day starter? Like Josh, Josh Hader <laughs> Josh Hader.
2: Yeah, it's uh well, anyways, yes, well so Amanda. I've got the Brewers. I think they're gonna be really good again. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb mm-hmm. and say I think they win the division.
3: That lineup's very. It is good. very
2: good. Um, I think they, you know, despite the the really tough loss of Gio Gonzalez, I think they're going to be able to do it. And uh, <laughs> 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 sorry, that wasn't nice. That wasn't nice. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, no, I, you know, Yelich is unbelievable. I mean, he was so just unbelievable last year. There, I couldn't believe the the second half that he had. And um, I think that they're going to take the division. I've got the Cardinals coming in second. Um, Cubs third. I I agree that they I think are on the decline. I, they've got they've got a lot of good guys on that team. There's a lot of really powerful mm-hmm. bats, but they just haven't seemed to be able to get it together the last couple of years. And
3: and they are financially yeah they strapped. are right up against which it, it makes no sense yeah yeah it just it's crazy. I think if,
2: in a different financial situation they would have been in on the Bryce Sweepstakes, but they oh, just they, sure. they ruled themselves out immediately because their finances. But at the out.
3: same time they they. They take this financial like hell in exchange for that World Series win. So, yeah, I would,
2: yeah, yeah, I would too. Uh, if you get me a World Series yeah, win, I'll be like, you could suck for 10 years after, I'm fine.
3: Yeah, pay, pay straws 95 million a year.
1: I yeah, don't exactly.
2: care. Do whatever you need to do.
1: So, yep. Them <laughs> saying they don't have money makes no sense.
2: Yeah, well, you know, not having money is at a different level when you're a baseball team owner, I guess, than the rest of us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, they they made 530 million in revenue last year. Like, yeah. So for the
2: rest of that but to round it out, point. I had Reds, Pirates, same as you guys did. So, but our top yeah, so three we, are different. All we three of made. Us yeah, were, we, I got Brewers. Yeah. and yeah. Nicky went Cardinals and yep. went mm-hmm. Cubs. So
3: that'll be fun to revisit. I like it. I yeah. I can't wait to see when I when I'm right.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right,
1: and I'll
2: Paso. Moving on. Um, okay. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Ryan, why don't you go first? What do you got for NLS?
1: Uh, so I'm going ballsy here and going to say that the Dodgers win. The wow. Division. Oh, God. Big I, shock. Thought you were,
3: I thought you, I honestly thought you were going to go Padres, and I was about to lose.
1: <laughs> it. <laughs> um, it's the Dodgers and everyone else. Uh, coming in second it's going to be the Rockies. Not going to make the playoffs. I think they barely finished about 500. And then the Padres, who are going to finish with 79 wins, have a great season. I'm at 78. They're going <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be great for them coming. I have third, them at seventy-eight and a half. So,
2: <laughs>
1: and then flip a different. coin. <laughs> <laughs> flip a coin comes between fourth and fifth between the Giants and Diamondbacks because they're they're irrelevant. Oh, I year.
2: think the Giants are definitely yeah. worse than the Diamondbacks.
3: But... <laughs> Giants are so bad. Yes, accurate. So I yeah I have the exact same as Ryan. I think the Dodgers, while they've had a lot of moving pieces this offseason. That core, the, the thing that's made them so competitive and the NL pennant winners for the past few years is still there. Um, Kershaw is still up in the air, but I think Walker Buehler has a, a phenomenal yeah, season. And
1: Corey Seager's uh, back.
3: Yeah, and Corey Seager's back. Uh, with Walker Buehler, I think he's a definite Cy Young candidate. He would be my dark horse um, candidate for Cy Young. I think he he emerges into that, that ace role. Um, And then when Kershaw gets back, if he's 100% healthy, healthy, you have two aces on that staff. Um, So I think the Dodgers win. Uh, Rockies, I have missing the playoffs. Um, I agree with Ryan. They take a step back. And I I won't say barely above 500, but they definitely don't win 90 games. Got it. And then Padres. And then I have the D-backs in front of the Giants.
2: Yeah, I've got the same. I think we all had the same for this, so... The Dodgers are obviously yeah. the class of that division, so there's no question they're in the playoffs. Yeah,
3: For, for sure, they're still in there. window. Yeah, and I window. think
2: the uh, – what do we have for a wild card? I'm going Cardinals and the Phillies.
3: I got – Wait, where do you – who has more wins?
2: Cardinals or the Phillies. No, wait, no, wait. Cardinals, so okay. let me think. Cardinals. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to go Cardinals, Phillies, and the – the Cardinals, so the more Cardinals wins, have, because they're in an easier have division, more wins? a little bit easier division, Got. I
3: think. Wait, you think the NL Central's easier than the I'd have, NL They're East?
2: neither. is easy, but if, I guess I have to choose. I, I right. think that the Cardinals will finish with maybe one or two more wins. I don't know. I'm going to put the – if I had to project, I'd say Phillies get 90, right. and maybe the Cardinals have 91 gotcha. or 92.
3: All right, so St. Louis hosting yeah. Philadelphia. Gotcha. And you have which Philly. team winning?
1: Gotcha. All right, Ryan. I have the 93-win Cardinals uh, hosting the 89-win Washington Nationals. It's the battle of the ums. Max Scherzer <laughs> versus Miles He uh Max puts his demons behind him, throws seven shutout innings. Sean Doolittle doesn't Shout blow out. it. Wow. Uh, but the guy in the eighth inning makes it interesting. That's win 3-2. All
2: right, that's the amount <laughs> of specificity is quite impressive, actually. Hey,
1: it's guy in the
3: eighth inning. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I have the Brewers hosting the Nats. And uh, after a lot of thought. Hey, don't
2: you even say it. <laughs>
3: consideration, I do have okay. the Nats winning. That's all right then. But I, I think it is it is worse and more emotionally jerking than any other postseason game we've seen the Nats play. But somehow they, they pull it out and they win that wildcard game. I don't know what the score is. I don't have the specifics. Okay, so we've all got the Nats uh, but...
2: advancing into the NLDS in one way or another. So let's go. Hey,
3: first playoff series. So do hand. they
2: win the NLDS?
3: So in mine, they win the wild card. They would play the Cardinals in, in my mm-hmm. projections. I have the Cardinals winning in four.
2: I don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, just saying. Yeah.
1: In um, four, have, you're not in even mind... giving
2: them the fifth game? Nice. Nope. It's harsh, man.
1: In mine, the Nats are playing the Cubs, and good old Wrigleyville. Um, I just I until they do it, I I'm never I'm not going to project them to ever win a
3: playoff series, just because every single year they just find amazing ways to lose. So they, yeah, there's been so many years where we're like, oh, we like this matchup finally, and then they yeah. Just, so here's my prediction: yeah.
2: is it winds up being the Na- the Nats, and the Phillies. The Phillies.
3: So you, wait, you have the Nats winning the most games in the NL? No. Oh yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Because she had the Phillies
1: winning. Yeah, the yeah. yeah.
2: So Nats, Phillies, which I think would be awesome. And since I don't understand why you guys are so pessimistic, this is fantasy. We can at least pretend our team can win a playoff series. Um,
1: we grew up in DC. Yeah. D-C. Have you seen our know, sports teams? <laughs> you I have suffered
2: far more than you have through DC sports. Oh yeah. You,
1: see, you <laughs> saw uh, how many like. How many Super Bowls? I did Bowls? see two Super
2: Bowls. All
1: right, then. <laughs> I was yeah, not bored. Yeah, I did see two Super Bowls, but I just <laughs> want to point out that I have a son
2: who's 18 years old, and I was, I think, 14 the last time they, they won the Super Bowl. So it's been a while. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I've got the Nats Phillies, which I think is going to be absolutely awesome. And the Nats are the home team, and they win it in five at Nats Park in front of all of their adoring fans, including myself.
3: This really yes. is fantasy. Yes it is. And and my at least in my fantasy,
2: my team is going to win and I'm going to watch. So <laughs> All
3: right. Well, in my other series, I have the um Dodgers playing the Phillies. Same. This one's tough for me um but I I like I don't like it. When it's the Dodgers every single year, so I want change. So I am going to say the Phillies win the playoffs series, and I think it's in five. I think it's just a great back-and-forth series, but I have the Phillies advancing in five.
2: All right. I like it.
3: Um, So
1: that, I have them going to five also with the Phillies and the Dodgers, but... The Dodgers just when it comes to the playoffs, they just
3: yeah, experience they have so much sure.
1: experience, they just go to a different level, except for in the World Series, that like other, <laughs> hey, other teams can't because of that. I have them winning, and then we're gonna have a classic Dodgers Cubs NLCS.
2: Okay, I like it. Dodgers Cubs. Well, I would like to have the Nationals in there, but I can see that, I can also see that <laughs> scenario playing out. <laughs> All right. What do you think?
3: Amanda, w- Amanda what My was second your second one? My second
2: one is going to be um, the Dodgers and the – who did I have in the NL Central? The Brewers. Yeah, Dodgers-Brewers. Brewers, Brewers, right? And I think the yeah. Dodgers win. So that makes an NLCS Counter. Dodgers-Nats.
3: Okay, and I have <laughs> – I'm I'm the different one here. I have uh, Phillies-Cardinals. I have Cubs-Dodgers. Wow, Okay. So, here All we go. All different again. <laughs> I'm I'm going to ride my bold prediction. I think the Cardinals beat the Phillies in 6 and the Cardinals win the NL pennant.
2: All right. Cardinals to win it.
3: Man, I
1: got the most boring matchup and they're, <laughs> neither of these teams are going to make the playoffs. I know just because I'm doing this. <laughs> but, You're cursing um... them right
2: now even as we speak.
1: <laughs> Um, I'm going to say it's a classic seven-game series that's just back and forth the entire time. Um, but just because the Dodgers have been there every single year, I'm going to say the Cubs win. Cubs go back to the World Series. Wow. Wow.
3: I... Okay. And meanwhile, I don't yeah, even have Yeah, either. <laughs> hey man, mix it up, baby. All right, yeah,
2: I don't
3: have that. Is that mixing right, it up? so I have yeah, – I don't like this. No. start over. <laughs>
2: I've got Dodgers-Nats in the NLCS, and since I'm being oh, a owner, I'm taking it all the way. I'm taking it all the way. I've the, got Nats the demons, in six baby. over the Dodgers. You should
3: just say Nats in four and then just, like, now, buy listen, into it
2: Yeah, okay, armor. listen. I'm right. owning it enough, all right? Don't.
3: Yeah, Nats <laughs> I, in three, baby. Like Nats, in three. Nats in six like over
2: the Dodgers, exercising <laughs> the demons, to borrow a phrase from the caps playoff run there, exercising the demons and uh, clayton kershaw won't come in in the ninth inning and beat us like he did in the last playoff series we saw yeah. them in and uh i mean
1: he <laughs> struck out wilmer defo so that that's void right oh there. god why
2: do you even bring? why do you remind me of these things yeah i uh i will
3: yeah that's exactly who you want up with the game <laughs> exactly. on the line
2: exactly so anyway yeah so i'm i'm just gonna go ahead and own it since all of our listeners and fans tend to you know they think David martinez is gonna be manager of the year so i'm just gonna go ahead and have it that's in the world series baby i don't okay. think they win if it makes you feel any better but i think they get
3: there hey spoiler <laughs> alert whoa, whoa, whoa all right
1: so AL. al
2: okay ryan who do you got
1: um, so I'm just gonna fly through real quickly. This is, this is running I, really long. <laughs> I can't remember who I said for what, but the Astros end up in the World Series. Astros sweep the Cubs in four games, Astros, not three Cubs. in four. Astros Cubs. Astros World Series champs. You heard it
0: here okay. first. Okay.
3: All right. Well, I have the Rays going to uh, Houston. I have Houston winning that series in four. Um, And then my other one, I have Yankees-Indians, Yankees-Sweep, hearing it here first. So then I have Yankees-Astros. I think this is just as good as when they met before. I think it goes seven. But I do have the Yankees advancing. So I have Yankees-Cardinals in mind, just the classic throwback World Series. And I have the Yankees winning in six.
2: <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> All right, I've got going to the World Series again and this is kind of boring is I'll fly through it too is I've got the the Red Sox making it out of the uh out of the al and getting back to the World Series so I've got a Red Sox Nationals World Series and the Red Sox winning in six.
3: You're not even a real homer. Yeah. You didn't even pick the Nats yeah, on the World Series. I don't World even series. know if
2: they're going to get there. But... Fake. One,
3: Fake. Step yeah,
1: one step at a time. Fake. No, just, one step at, it, at a time. No, I
2: just – you One step at a time. She like skip well, three steps. like I said, this is – do <laughs> you know how long we've been doing this so far? This is this is the longest podcast ever. If anyone's still listening, the Nats are going to make it to the World Series, but they're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> No, they
3: they stopped listening when you said they were going to win the playoff series.
2: <laughs> no, they didn't. Do you know who listens to our podcast?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a, good a very good point.
2: Okay, so there's our predictions. We've got our World Series out. So now for our favorite segment of the week, Twitter questions.
3: Twitter questions. Okay, starting
2: with at D.H. O'Brien, Nats seem to be able to develop hitters. Why not pitchers? This is a great question.
1: Yeah it's uh, a great Nats point developing pitchers has been a problem for Nats for a while but I think a lot of that has to do that the Nats have a long history of trading pitchers to get talent back I think they kind of rush guys they give them up to the majors see what they yeah. have showcase them for other teams and then they ship them out I mean you look around Diolito Diolito. Was the one I was
2: about to say yeah exactly
1: a- Lopez came up Yeah, even Lopez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then you have the guys who like just needed a change of scenery with uh, Felipe Vasquez and uh, having. But it's not just prospects.
2: Look at guys like Trinan, you know, who left here after struggling and couldn't hold down the closer role and became one of the best, you know, the best relievers in baseball.
1: Oakland has a long history of developing
3: pitchers, and they're very good at it. So he just went. He went to the right place for that. Yeah, he went to bottom five to. Arguably, it's like A's and Astros are uh, the best developing pitchers. So but he went why from, do like, you went from like bottom five to like top staff? two.
2: Is it, is it organizational philosophy? What is it
3: that. I, I think it's I w- a little bit of both. I would say more philosophy because, like Ryan said, they rush pitchers and that's not like coaching staff. That's an organizational thing. Um, so I, I would say it's more philosophy, but yeah, it's definitely both. Yeah, like you need your pitchers to be in the minors for a couple of years,
1: develop their pitches. Master their pitches, like have one or two pitches that they know are their go to
3: things. And I feel like the yeah. net just don't
1: do like that. Like they
2: don't give them the time that it's they ex- need to get that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly why we say that prospects don't pan out instantly in the MLB. Like in the NBA or NFL, your fourth round pick is someone you expect to contribute immediately. In the baseball, that's yeah. not how it is. You need to let them adjust because coming from college or high school or whatever, or even the minor leagues isn't the same as getting up to the major league level. So you got to yeah, let at Yeah, it's true. And, but
2: they seem to be so much better at developing hitters that they've got so many good prospects that they, they, they get and they bring up. But, and, you know, guys, especially like their Dominican uh, uh, academy is fantastic.
3: Yeah, I get it. But I, I think it's easier to find good hitters than it is to yeah, find good pitchers. Rizzo also
1: loves drafting dudes with injuries, his, injury histories, thinking he's getting a bargain um I yeah think, he, he has done that quite frequently yeah and i feel like that's the reason why we don't have someone come up like a blake Snell or a walker bueller and we're stuck with guys like aj cole
2: <laughs> yes don't listen aj cole <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: okay that was a great question thank you so much for it uh at pork at pork underscore chop 47 do you think it's a problem that the Nats don't have a legitimate mvp candidate
3: oh well, amanda will disagree <laughs> that they don't have one um I will. I will disagree. So <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about it, and like I, I, I'm, I was trying to think of legitimate MVP candidate, and honestly, the only one who came to mind was
2: Max. But I, feel, I, don't, I think don't think a pitcher is going to win. Ma- yeah,
3: exactly. exactly that, and yeah. So you can't really say he's a legitimate MVP candidate. He's a legitimate Cy Young uh, yeah, candidate, sure. but not not an MVP candidate. And like an MVP candidate is someone who's going to break out and just stuff the statue, and there's no one on the Nats like that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. They have a lot of guys that will contribute and contribute in meaningful ways.
2: Can you see Soto potentially getting, if he has another season like he did last year, and he continues to improve being a potential?
3: So I just don't think you can realistically expect that, though. I agree. And, like, if I were to pick, if I had to pick someone from the lineup to have that MVP caliber season, it would be Trey. But that from where he's been, to where he will need to be to be considered a legitimate MVP candidate is still a huge.
2: Yeah, I think gap. he's got the and potential. not saying he can't
3: get there, but I don't think it's a it's a one year transition from this to that. I, I think it, it he needs to hit a couple steps
1: what before about that.
2: Who was he fifth in the MVP well, voting last year what, or the year What
3: before? more? What more can he do though? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like we, and again, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying this to like diminish Rendon and what he provides. Like but we know what we're going to get with him. He's never going to hit 40 homers with like 120 RBIs and bat like 330. Like that's just not who he is. He, he maybe he has the potential, but that's not who he's going to yeah, be. Yeah, probably. Not. I think I and, think he,
2: he may have a shot at an MVP year. I don't know if it's this year or a year in the future, but I think it's going to depend on other guys maybe the MVP that year not being so outlandish in his stats.
3: I saw And that's exactly what I was going to say. Like you have to have so many guys and other teams have down years to like even at the playing field.
1: Jose Altuve is the only guy who's won an MVP in the last ten years who didn't have an OPS of at least a thousand. Yeah, Rendon's career like high OPS is nine thirty seven, and like you have to have those ridiculous seasons. I don't think anyone else can do it, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's not they're the balanced in, in, a, in a
2: way that some of those teams it, are. Yeah, exactly. Like having an MVP on your team doesn't guarantee you anything.
1: Like it exactly. It's gonna bring some like hype. Look at the Angels, right? Exactly. exactly. Like it's gonna bring hype to your team. It's gonna get people excited. But like at the end of the day, right, it takes but, a village. You know,
2: the Angels have had Mike Trout, and they and they haven't done anything.
1: Exactly. So like yeah. you need everyone. To yeah. I'd rather have a balanced yeah, it,
2: lineup of a bunch of good players right. than one outlandish superstar player.
3: Right. Yeah. It, it's definitely yeah. nice to have a legitimate MVP candidate you can rely on, but. It's not necessarily uh, damning if you uh, don't.
2: Okay, I've got at Shursday says, "Who are your potential trade targets?" It seems kind of early for this speculation.
3: Yeah, sh- I mean, we already said that Riz was going to wait till the deadline to. Well, to
2: hopefully, Craig Kimbrell hope still so. has a to get him at the trade deadline.
1: <laughs> uh, you say Leclerc, Jose or the Rangers. He will be like a Washington it. National on August first. Waking up in the morning, everything's gonna be finalized. You heard it here
3: first. Hey, that's my birthday. Oh, happy birthday to me. On August 1st. Yep. Write <laughs> it in, in your calendars, everyone. Yes. I expect, please.
2: Yeah, expect- Feel free to send gifts. Feel free.
3: Yeah. Venmo me.
2: <laughs> anyway.
3: Um, I, yeah, I think that's a really good trade target. Uh, I think pitching is yeah, where the bullpen uh, is their
2: weakness, absolutely. Gonna,
3: gonna lean. I saw one. It was just like one of those Bleacher Report articles, like one tra- one trade that makes sense for every team. And theirs for the Nats was Nick Castellanos hmm. from the Tigers. I wouldn't hate that at all. Uh, I think yeah, that's I a hate good that fit. But the thing is, like, where does he fit in, like as a starter? I don't think he does because uh, he's not going to play third over Rendon, and I don't think he's going to take an outfield spot. Like, if someone gets hurt, yes, it would make sense, but I, I think it's going to be pitcher pitching heavy. Yeah. Um, I think we we've developed such a rapport with the A's that someone in that bullpen might
2: maybe Blake Trumman is sick for. <laughs> uh,
3: I don't know if it's that. But I may even bringing maybe, people back. Maybe I could see like a Fernando Rodney. It's not like a sexy acquisition, but uh, he's not my potential trade target. That's more of like a, who I think. That's like a prediction. Um, obviously, I will say Rizzo, I has, want the, Rizzo the star, has typically
2: but... been really good about picking people up that that work out well. I mean, Kelvin Herrera yeah. accepted, but that was an injury. It,
3: well, I mean, it, it was still a good trade at the time. Like he he was the the premier trade target, and he got yeah, him. So it was a
2: good trade, but it did not it did not work and out. He really he
3: really much. didn't. I mean, he didn't give up much either. So it's not like I mean, it was a buy low.
2: deal. Okay, so here we are at our final topic. The worst tweet of the week. and It is from Paul Hoynes at H-O-Y-N-S-I-E. Hoynesy?
3: Yeah, Hoynesy. Cleveland Indians
2: named Corey Kluber opening day starter. Trevor Bauer not happy.
3: So this is not a a Nats related one. You guys got a week off this week. You're welcome. Um, This is just the epitome of a reporter clickbait thing. And that's kind of why we included it here. Trevor Bauer, for those who didn't see it, Trevor Bauer quoted this saying, Paul, you're being really dishonest. Like for those of you who don't believe this clickbait BS, uh, I am not unhappy about it. Klubs deserves it. I'm hundred percent happy for him. Like there's just so many reporters that will, just throw out these clickbait headlines and then in the article it has nothing to do with that. Like, they just want to expand their their name right, and... have and people
2: just know who they make,
3: are. Ma- yeah, make it big.
2: No such thing <laughs> as park. Dan pu- of bad um, publicity, right? No such thing as...
3: Yeah, I know. Uh, but, like, this is just another reason why you should only pay attention to, like, the big name guys, like Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passens had a, a big off season. People like that. Uh, because if they tweet it, you know it's yeah. good. You know it's valid. Not, not like the boars. You know, there was Johnson.
2: another um, there's another one. Is Hap. Ian Hap got demoted. Was sent down to start the season in AAA. I don't know if you guys saw that. I did. Uh, Yeah. Cubs, so right? that was another one. There mm-hmm. was a uh, headline that said, Hap, quote, not happy after Cubs sent him to the minors. I'm like, of course he's not happy. He got sent to the minors. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this news? <laughs> like...
1: Yeah. Breaking news guy doesn't want to be. And they're they're league.
2: asking that, and they're like, uh, "Well, you know, what did he say when you told it? Like, like, I'm not going to tell you that. Like, God, give the guy some privacy and leave him alone. Like, this well, is well. There's
1: a guy in the Yankees. They told him they're like, we need a real outfielder, and
2: he's yeah, an that's, outfielder. That's kind of harsh.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like they could have been a little more diplomatic. <laughs>
3: Yankees diplomats. Yeah. It's a, it's a, well, this was business. a
2: very long episode. So for those of you who are still listening, and stuck with us. Thank you. We always appreciate you listening. That'll do it for us. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Um, again, you can get me on Twitter at awhite7877. You can get Nick and Ryan at DC and you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. Um, don't forget to check out the dmvsportsnetwork.com website. Um, follow them on Twitter and Instagram at dmv underscore sn. And if you are interested in joining the team um, at DMV Sports Network as either a podcaster or a writer, they're always looking for people. So you can reach out to them um, via DM on Twitter or you can email them at dmvsportsnetwork at outlook.com. Thanks for listening. And uh, it was great to talk to you guys. Talk to you next week.
3: See you guys later. Yay! Yeah.
0: Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile
2: for you. Call, click granger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.